Thank you for listening to Simple Church, where we love God, love others, and serve our world. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Tom Allen. Peace is a, a big, big selling item today. It's something that's being marketed left and right. You uh, can find all kinds of products to help us physically and mentally and emotionally have peace. And we have all kinds of security systems being made available so that we can just put them in ourselves. We don't even have to have them wired. And, and we have advanced funeral service protection so, so we can have peace of mind about that for our kids. And we have peace of mind candles and crystals and body soap. And we have companies that sell cancer insurance. And we have companies that sell plumbing insurance. We have hypnosis therapy clinics, so all kinds of medications. And what's interesting about all of the peace stuff that's being sold to us and marketed to us today is that all of it is from the outside trying to help the inside. Everything from the out seeking to help us on the inside. And yet what's interesting is we have so much unrest, so much lack of peace, so much lack of security for so many people today in the midst of all of this marketing of peace. We have people committing suicide more than at any time before as far as I know. We have people that are medicated left and right. People who are addicted on drugs and alcohol and pornography and all kinds of addictions. We have a, a government that's confused without any peace at all in its, its operation. And it causes the whole country to be an unrest. Just an amazing thing. We got all this stuff to give us peace. We got every modern convenience that has been thought of to this day. And it's been made so cheap that many of us can have a lot of it. And, and we have new homes, and we have cars, and we think if I just get that, then I'll have peace. And the problem is, we get that, and then it floods. And the basements get wet, and the houses get ruined, and the cars get old. It's an amazing thing. So I'm going to make a key statement to you today, and then we're going to build off of it. And that is true peace is only found in a personal, loving relationship with God our Father through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. The only one who can forgive us of our sins, the only one who can lead our lives, and the only one who can give us peace with our Creator. That's what we're looking for, but we think it's all this outside stuff. We think it's all these things that we get. The next thing's going to give me peace. Those other things didn't, but the next thing's going to. Well, we've been learning a lot of the names of God. That's what this series is really all about. We learned a couple of weeks ago, one of the Hebrew names of God is Jehovah Shammah. That means I am the God that is always with you. And last Sunday we learned about Jehovah Rapha. I am the God who heals. Today we learn about Jehovah Shalom. 
I am the God of peace. I am the God who can give you peace. Let me read you what Jesus says about this in John chapter 14, verse 27. It's so cool. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. Now, what's interesting about a gift is it's something that someone gives us, but we have to receive it or we don't have a gift. So we have to reach out and receive it. So he says, I am leaving you with a gift. Here's his gift to us, peace of mind and heart. In other words, he's saying, I want you to have peace in your emotions, and I want you to have peace in your body. I want you to have peace in your life. It's my gift to you, peace of mind, peace of heart. Then he says, and the peace I give is a gift, watch this, the world cannot give. And that's where we're looking for peace. Man, if I get that girl, man, if I get that guy, then I'm going to have peace. How's that working out for you? Yeah. Man, if I get this stuff, if I get this job, if I get this uh, amount of resource, then I'll have peace. And, and we always want more. It's never quite enough. Always want more. So he says, the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Then he says, now, the reason I want you to have that peace is so that you won't be troubled or afraid. You see, what robs us of our peace is fear and a focus on our troubles. Because when we look at our situation around us and we can't understand it or control it, then it starts causing us to be troubled and fearful. And that really leads us to our hang-up, you see, as Christians. Because so many times, people who come to know Christ as Savior think, Oh, good, I've been forgiven. Jesus is my Savior. I'm okay with the Father. I'm in relationship with Him. Now everything's going to work out perfect. Well, I'll ask you again, how's that working out for you? Okay. So what we have to understand is, we think when we're saved, we'll have no more problems, but peace has nothing to do with a problem-free life. You see, the Lord puts it very, very clearly in John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus is very honest, and he's very frank, and here's what he says. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Okay? Now, before we go any further on that verse, where you and I have to find our peace is peace in who he is and what he has said, and my confidence is in you, Jesus Christ. My confidence is in you, God, my Father. You are my Jehovah Shalom, my God of peace. So we find our peace in Him. The minute we start looking here to people, to possessions, to things, we're going to lose our peace because they're all going to at times fail us. That causes us trouble and worries and fear. So he says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me, not our surroundings, not our situations. Then he says, here on earth, you will have many trials 
and sorrows. So he says, hey, get ready. <laughs> if you know me as your Savior, your sins are forgiven, you're right with the Father, and you have eternal life starting today. But get ready because you are still living in a sin-cursed body. You're still living in a sin-cursed world, and you are still subject to the, all of the vicissitudes that have come because a guy and a gal ate an apple a long time ago or some fruit. So he says, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Now he says, here's where you're going to find your peace. Here's where you're going to find your peace. Because I have overcome the world. So he's saying, hey, no matter what comes your way this week, I already know about it. I'm already bigger than it, and I've already taken care of it. There's our peace. Not in our situations, not in our circumstances, because things are going to happen to us that cause trouble and sorrow. But he says, you look to me, I've already overcome that. God wants to give us peace of mind in our life, in our conflicts. So today we're going to see three important decisions, and they go relatively quickly. Three important decisions that we must make to find the path to personal peace. Here's the first one. We must accept what cannot be changed. That's the first thing that's all important to have peace. Because if we don't accept what cannot be changed then we're going to be trying to manipulate and manufacture something all the time. There's a very interesting story over in 2 Samuel, uh, chapter 12. It's about King David, and he had a, a young son. And that young son became deathly ill. And for seven days, King David fasted, and he prayed, and, and he groaned in prayer, and he separated himself, and he was asking God to heal his son. And at the end of that seventh day, the son died. And his servants were afraid to go in and tell him. Because, you know, in that day, if you told the king something he didn't want to hear, you were very likely to get killed. That's the reason we have the statement, don't kill the messenger. You're very likely to get killed if you gave him a message that he didn't want to hear. And they were afraid to tell him, and they didn't even have to because he noticed on their faces. And he came to them, and he said, he made this statement. He said, has the child died? And they said, yes, O king, he is dead. And it's amazing what he did. The minute he heard that, the Bible says he went and took a, a bath, and he ate a big meal. And then he put on fresh clothes, and he went back to work. And the, the advisors to the king were astounded, and they said, what are you doing? You were in agony when your son was near death, and now that he's dead, you seem to be okay. And David made this important statement. Now remember, we're talking about the fact that we have to accept things we cannot change. Okay? Here's what he said. 2 Samuel 12, 22-23. I fasted and wept while the child was alive, for I said, perhaps, the Lord will be gracious to me and let the child live. But why should I fast when he is dead? Can I bring him back again? I will go to be with him one day, but 
He cannot return to me. He accepted what he could not change. Now, if we don't do that, then we're going to be miserable people. You see, I have in my life had to accept something that I could not change. And that is, I have freckles. Okay? And I have, you may love your freckles, and I'm very happy for you if you do, but I have never liked freckles. I've never liked them. I've looked at people with this golden bronze skin, and I get so jealous and envious of them at times till I confess that is sin to God. Because you see, when you have freckles, then your skin looks kind of weird, and you get age spots, and all kinds of things start happening. You can't be out in the sun without about a gallon of stuff on you. So I've had freckles. And what I've had to do in my life is to learn to accept what I could not change. All the freckle cream that I could ever purchase hasn't solved my problem. So I have freckles, okay? I will go to my grave with freckles. I cannot change it. The Apostle Paul understood that because he was in prison And he was about ready to be executed by Nero. And in prison, he wrote one of the most positive books in the Bible, the book of Philippians. And right in prison, ready to be executed, here's what Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I, he says, I can do everything. In other words, I can look at every situation and I can accept it and I can work through it because of Jesus Christ who gives me the strength. I don't care what comes your way. Stephanie was just telling me this morning that the secretary at her office died this week, and they had their funeral. We don't know what's going to happen before this next week is over. Not at all. But if we know that Christ has overcome the world, and I can do, I can handle, I can deal with anything through Christ who strengthens me, then you can have peace. When we go through things we can't change, when we go through things we don't like, when we trust God and surrender to His will, that is the starting point of the path to peace. So be ready. There will come some things that you don't like and that you can't change. But Christ knows and cares And he's overcome the world, except what can't be changed. Then secondly, and this is so very important, trust God's loving care in every situation. 
Now, I want you just to stop for a minute and understand something. I don't care what your situation is, what your circumstance, what your unchangeable thing may be. God loves you, and He cares. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. He loves you more than you love yourself, and He cares about your present and your future. He also cares about your past. That's why He took care of it through the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we believe in him as the forgiver of our sin and the leader of our lives. And now he's with you. He's Jehovah Shammah, the God who's always there. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God who can heal. He's our God of peace. He's that kind of God. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. See, God gives peace to us if we trust him because we're depending on him. When we lose our peace, mark it down, anytime you lose your peace, it's because you're trusting in yourself or someone or something else. Just mark it down. Next time you lose your peace... Just think, who am I trusting in? Am I trusting in my job? Am I trusting in my possessions? Am I trusting in my position? Am I trusting in the people that are in my life? Am I trusting in my abilities and talents and skills? What am I trusting in? Because if it's any of that, you're not going to have peace along the way. But when our peace is found in our relationship with God, because we know He cares for us no matter what comes our way, then I can look at that thing and say... My God's greater than you. Whatever it is, my God's greater. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. God will always show you the path to take if we trust in him. Regardless of why we have a problem that's unsolvable or unchangeable or uncontrollable or unexplainable, regardless of where that problem comes from, whatever source it may be, it may come from the world or from the devil or from some stupidity on our own parts or some non-understandable thing, we still need the same response every time. Trust in a loving God who cares for you. Folks, I don't care what your problem is today or what my problem is today. God's greater. God knows. God cares. He already has the solution. That's why he's God. He's the big know-it-all. He knows. He cares. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Paul, there in prison, could write these words, don't worry about anything. I'm sorry, Paul, you're just about to get yourself killed. I know. But you see, I know there's a God who's greater than my problem, and he loves me. He's got a purpose and a plan for my life. And whatever that is, I want that more than I want life itself. So he said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. He says, if you'll do that, then... See, see, there's, there's the prerequisite. What's the prerequisite? Stop worrying. 
Judy had an aunt. Uh, her name is Jeannie. And uh, Jeannie, you know, she just worried and worried all the time. And we'd say to her, I'd say to her, Jeannie, you say you believe in Jesus. Stop worrying. She, oh, it's, it's just like the Smiths. We always worry. Well, stop it. Huh? How ignorant is that to just keep doing the same dumb thing over and over and over again? That's what, that's what Paul was saying to us. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Take it to the Lord. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's. Just remember, He's always brought you through. He's there with you. He loves you and cares. Then He says, then, if you'll do that, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Isn't that cool? His peace will guard your heart. Remember our body? physical, and our minds are emotional as we live in Christ Jesus. There's our hope. There's our peace. Nowhere else. Final thing is this, surrender to God's loving control. Surrender. Surrender is a hard word for us because it means I have to give up. I, I can't do anything. So I guess I have to trust God. See, I've used every trick in my bag of tricks, and uh, it isn't working, so I guess I oh, might as well pray. Might as well trust God, nothing else to do. You know, how, how ignorant do we get sometimes in the midst of our situations? So surrender to God's loving control. Most of us respond to uncontrollable, unexplainable, unchangeable situations with two different responses. The first response is this. I'll make this thing work. I'm going to try harder. You watch. I can make this thing work. And what we do is that we become more controlling. We become more compulsive. And we make everyone around us miserable. And we're unhappy ourselves when we're trying to make it work. The other thing is, well, guess there's nothing I can do. Uh, what's the use? I just give up. I just quit. And what that does is that makes us victims. And, and, and then we don't trust in God. We're just looking at ourselves. I just can't do it. No good. I guess my, my mom and dad told me was right. You know, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to end up in the gutter. How foolish. How foolish are we? When God has just given himself away to us over and over again, every day we wake up, we have a decision to make. Who is going to be in charge of my life? Every day, I call it our every 10-second decision. Who's going to be in control of my life? Is God going to be in control through his Holy Spirit living in me? Or am I going to be in control through my manipulation, through my trying harder, or through my giving up? Who's going to be in control? And I will tell you, your peace is determined by who's in control. Because if you're in control, you won't find lasting peace. If God is in control, he is Jehovah Shalom, the God 
peace. He wants to be that in your life, in mine. Romans 8, 6 says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life, and let's say it together, what? Peace. It leads to life and peace. Okay. So I love this closing statement. Notice it if you will. In a war with God, you and I are going to lose. And the reason we're going to lose is because God loves us too much to let us win. So if you're in a war with God today, I just want you to know <laughs> you're on the losing side. Because you won't win until you and I learn to surrender to God, the one who gives us our victory, the one who wins our battles, and the one who gives us peace. So today, if you're here and you know this Christ, then would you and I ask God this week to help us to make the important decision, God, I surrender to you, not to me. I look to you not to my surroundings, for peace. And if you're here today and you've never asked Christ to come into your life and be the forgiver of your sin and the leader of your life, man, what a great opportunity you have today to just humble your heart before the Lord and tell Him, God, I believe in you. In Christ, you're my only hope for salvation. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sinfulness. And take control of my life and help me to be that person you created me to be. When that comes from any man or woman's heart, then that person is being led by the Spirit, and that person is forgiven, and that person can know Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. So, Father, today we want to know you. We want to know that you are always with us, Jehovah Shammah. That you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who can heal. And that you are Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. I thank you for every person in this room. Thank you for the value of our lives and how much you love us. And Christ, your death for us, thank you. And your resurrection for us, thank you. We yield now to you and ask that this week the words of our mouths, the motives of our hearts, the acts of our lives will all be led by your Spirit so that we can know your peace in our lives. To you be the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you're new or want to know more about our Simple Church family, you can visit us online at simple.church or by downloading our simple.church app.